I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Mandy Zaransky-Hurst on the line, and she is the Chief Operations Officer and Head of Leadership Councils over at Reagan Communications and PR Daily. Uh, Mandy, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Reagan Communications and PR Daily, uh, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how would you get started in business? Well, Adam, uh, kind of crazy, but when I look back on it, I got started in business when I was about five. My uh, grandfather had an auto parts distribution company, but on the weekends in Chicago, especially on Sundays, he had a table where he vended at Maxwell Street, which is the big flea market in Chicago. And so I used to go down there with my mom when I was about five until probably about 10 or 11, and I had a particular area of the stand that was just washers and clamps. So these things were, you know, 10 cents to 40 cents. And I started manning that part of the booth. And really, it was my first exposure to business, to the value of a dollar, and to work ethic. When I look back at a few other times that really influenced my early business acumen, um, I think about the lawn care and babysitting service that I started when I was about 12, there was this hole in the market in my neighborhood. Uh, it was a lot of kids in the neighborhood, but I was the only girl. And so it was this automatic opportunity for babysitting. But I also saw that in the middle class neighborhood where I lived, everybody mowed their own lawn. And when they went away for their one week of summer vacation, they had nobody to really take care of it. And so I started a lawn care and babysitting business over summers, and it boomed just because there was opportunity in the market. And then lastly, when I was in college, the summer between sophomore and junior year, I was pre-med, but I was working at this Italian ice and ice cream place, literally handing out happiness because everybody who came to the window wanted ice cream or Italian ice, and it just brought them so much joy as they were eating it. I realized that summer that I really shouldn't be a heart surgeon, but instead should go into business because I would stay late and ask the owner questions about distribution, pricing, branding. I saw so much opportunity for that business, and they weren't really capitalizing on it. Um, I'm happy to report um, maybe a little bit to do with me, but certainly a lot to do with their product and the owners. They are now distribution um, almost fully throughout the U.S. Their brand wow. is very well known, and you know they've certainly had a lot of return on their initial investment. So um, I was happy to really be a part of that. But those were the three kind of most influential pieces in my um, business upbringing. That's awesome. Um, and obviously, we we all learn from our ups, our downs, sideways, everything in between. Um, it, so that being said, now you have the benefit of hindsight, right? Many years in your career and from different angles. Uh, what what kind of advice would you give to that new college grad on starting out their career? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think a few things. Work ethic really matters, and when you are young, 
never say no. So as new projects are available, always say yes to them and not just wait for them to be offered, but ask for them. So in early in my career, for the first 10 years or so, I was working in investments, but I have always had a passion for marketing. As you can see by the Zerlingo's example uh, around the brand opportunity for that Italian ice and ice cream place. So when I was working my last investment role before I transitioned into marketing, I asked to do a lot of extra work at night and evenings that was marketing related, doing projects that the team just couldn't get to, um, different projects on analyzing competition, different marketing related projects, just to try and get some exposure and experience mm. while still keeping my day job. That's awesome. Um, let's switch it up a bit, Mandy. I want to get more into what yeah. you're doing over at Reagan Communications and PR Daily. So what kind of projects are you working on over there? Yeah, so I used to be the CMO of Reagan Communications and PR Daily along with the COO. Um, but in the last year, I've taken on a role of uh, COO and head of leadership council. So in my COO role, I focus on the day-to-day -day running of the business. And then I also lead the teams that um, focus on the live and virtual events. I should back up and really tell you a little bit more about Reagan Communications. We're a 50-year-old organization focused on communications. So we help people in all facets of communications be better at their jobs. So if you're in internal comms, PR, social media, speech writing, you name it, Reagan Communications is a source for training and also just building your skills. It, the way in which we do most of the education is tra in training is by way of live conferences um, and virtual events. So for our live conferences, we partner with companies that host us. So we have this great model where companies will literally give us space to produce a conference, and then a portion of that space benefits their, uh, let's say, internal communications or PR team to get training. And then we sell the rest of the space. So we recently had a conference on employee engagement and internal communications at Facebook. So Facebook mm. hosted us, and you know they were able to get some training for their team while everybody else who attended got the exposure of Facebook and their campus and the wonderful content that we packaged up for that two-day event. So we bring in a lot of practitioners in the field of internal comms or PR, marketing or social media, and then we weave in experts as well. So I have the pleasure and, and really the lucky opportunity to manage the team that puts all of these on, the live events and then our virtual events, which are two to three hour, um, almost large format webinars on similar topics. The other part of my job is heading up our leadership uh, council. So we started a communications leadership council about a year and a half ago. And it focuses on um, both leaders within internal comms, so people who are director level and above internal communications and employee engagement uh, professionals. And then the other part of the council focuses on their team. So anybody within a team that is uh, touching communications benefits from this council as well. So it started as this great idea, really rooted in all that we stand for and all that we provide to 
the world of communication, and we've packaged it up. We now have nearly 100 members, um, including Amazon, IBM, Facebook, Microsoft, Yale, just a, a wide variety of organizations, um, and it's growing. So, you know, if anybody listening is interested, I'd love to talk to them, but it's it's a tremendous opportunity for this peer-to-peer -peer networking at a very senior level, which is hard to come by, especially in the world of internal communications, while also giving the teams an opportunity to learn and grow. What do you find are some of the challenges that you know these organizations and these leaders have when it comes to um, in, um, communications and PR in general? Yeah. Well, I think. A challenge that that everybody has is really effectively communicating with their employees, especially if employees are dispersed. So more and more flexibility is happening within the workforce, which mm -hmm. is great. But when you have, you know, remote workers, you have to figure out different ways of communicating with them. So that could mean employee apps. It could mean town halls that then have webcasts attached. It could mean you know, further engagement efforts that weren't even on people's radar five years ago. Um, similarly, everybody is, you know, moving at the speed of light and maybe not communicating as well internally between departments as they should be. So that's part of what we teach is how to be better at communicating across departments and then with employees. That's awesome. So, Mandy, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information, uh, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, well, I think two ways. One, you know, I'm really focused on connecting people to foster progress, be it their personal progress or company's progress. And so I'd love to connect with anybody on LinkedIn that wants to connect with me. It's just uh, Mandy Zaransky Hurst on LinkedIn. And then as far as Reagan Communications, you can find us at Reagan, R-A-G-A-N, dot com. And on the top navigation, you'll see information about the Communications Leadership Council also. So I'd Fantastic. love to talk to anybody who wants to uh, to chat. Fantastic. Well, hey, Mandy, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and also all the great work that you're doing over at Reagan Communications and PR Daily. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Mandy, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Adam. Take care. Thank you.